0: Hello, wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakali, and this is today's Tech Briefing. In this program...
1: So we thought, you know, uh, the market really needs somebody who can understand the pain points of entrepreneurs, because building company is really hard, as you know, and scaling companies is even harder. So, so therefore we thought, you know, there is a need for, for a fund to come together, which can bring in not only capital.
0: That's after these headlines. Amazon has been fined a record 746 million euro or 887 million dollars by the European Union for violations related to ad targeting under the General Data Protection Rules. Amazon plans to appeal. The decision stems from a 2018 complaint by French privacy rights group La Quadrature the Net, which alleged that Amazon's ad targeting doesn't obtain free consent from users. The ruling, which was issued by Luxembourg's Data Protection Authority, CNPD, on July 16th, was disclosed by Amazon in a regulatory filing on Friday last week. The Next Web reported. CNDP, the watchdog, said that Amazon's processing of personal data did not comply with EU general data protection regulation. The authority is also asking for undisclosed practice revisions, according to the Next Web report. Google's quantum computing scientists, in collaboration with many others, may have created the world's first time crystal inside a quantum computer, Quanta magazine reports. In a preprint posted online last Thursday, researchers at Google, in collaboration with physicists at Stanford, Princeton, and other universities, say that they have used Google's quantum computer to demonstrate a genuine time crystal. A time crystal is a novel phase of matter that physicists have strived to make for many years. It is an object whose parts move in a regular, repeating cycle, sustaining this constant change without burning any energy. One important application could potentially be a big advancement in quantum computing technology itself. India is readying a blockchain-based validation framework for startups that will lower the compliance burden and speed up processes, Economic Times reports. The Department for Promotion of Industry and Internal Trade has started work on a system that will enable multiple agencies such as the Central Board of Direct Taxes, banks and public sector units to access, authenticate or approve documents and data available to all stakeholders on the blockchain. This will reduce the need for separate submissions by startups to regulators, intermediaries, and authorities as individual authenticated documents will be available on a blockchain, according to ET. Off Business, a technology enabled business to business platform, has raised $160 million in funding led by SoftBank Vision Fund 2 with participation from existing investors, Matrix Partners India and Falcon Edge Capital at a valuation topping $1.5 billion. Started five years ago, Off Business provides value addition to customers through a technology-led solution that spans raw material fulfilment, revenue growth opportunities and working capital financing. Off Business aims to cross $1.1 billion in revenue run rate, becoming profitable and growing at four times year-on-year in commerce by September 2021, according to a company's press release. Capital is commodity, and early-stage startup founders need a lot more than that, say two of India's most successful startup entrepreneurs who have decided to put their money where their mouth is. Last week, Girish Mathrabhutham, founder and CEO of Freshworks, and Manav Garg, founder and CEO of Aka Software, announced a new VC firm and fund. With the aim of being one of the most founder-friendly investors and mentors to back promising cloud software entrepreneurs in India. The two entrepreneurs have already invested in over a hundred startups in their own personal capacity as angel investors. They have named their new VC firm together and brought in over 150 of their peers to join in as well. They roped in well-known VC investor Shubham Gupta from Matrix Partners and Avinash Raghava, a respected community builder in the Indian software tech industry to help run together. I spoke to Manav Garg to better understand how together we'll do things differently, bringing the kind of support to today's entrepreneurs that he and others like him never had when they were starting out in India's fledgling startup scene 15-20 to years ago. Here's more from our conversation. Manav, uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, Thank you for making time for it. Because these are exciting times for cloud software companies. You all are forecasting that it will be a trillion dollar opportunity and uh, that Indian entrepreneurs can uh, grab a big uh, or a significant part of that. Uh, And you've recently now announced uh, the Together VC Firm and Fund uh, to be uh, very founder friendly and offer them mentorship and networking and so on. Uh, can you talk about uh, the idea? Uh, what triggered the idea that became uh, that, that became together?
1: Sure. Thanks for having me, Hari. Uh, yes, indeed, these are exciting times for for the for the general the startups in India. We Have seen this record funding? We also launched the report on uh, what SaaS alone can achieve for India. You know, have the potential to become a trillion dollar uh, opportunity by 2030. So yes, these are really, really good times to start a business, um, especially the tech business. Uh, You know, for for us, the journey has been quite, uh, quite natural you know, uh, you know, Grish and I, uh, together with Ibnash, as you know, you were part of iSpirit, then we started, uh, you know, SaaS Boomi about six years back. And we have been doing work pro bono, you know, paid forward as a philosophy and helping entrepreneurs almost every single weekend. And uh, Grish and I have also been investing in the companies. You know, together we have a portfolio of hundred companies or hundred plus uh, companies where we've invested over the last seven years. So, so we thought, you know, uh, the market really needs somebody who can understand the pain points of entrepreneurs because building companies really hard, as you know, and scaling companies even harder. So, so therefore we thought, you know, there is a need for for a fund to come together which can bring in not only capital but also can bring in. Uh, Uh, you know, entrepreneur help, uh, operating help, that entrepreneurs need somebody you can think from entrepreneur side. So together is really a a fund for for founders, by founders and with founders.
0: Hmm. Uh, How how long have you been uh, thinking about this? I mean, has this been a kind of natural progression of what you have been doing? Or was there uh, one particular point at which you said, uh, I'm going to do something specific about this? How did it come about?
1: It has been a natural progression, you know, uh, specific to to give it an institutional, uh, you know, mindset and the framework that we are in today as Together Fund. We started putting together this thought process about uh, about 12, 12 months back in August of last year.
0: Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I uh, had a quick read through uh, the Together's website. And one of the things that you talk about is uh, to try and provide the kind of... Uh, Backing, mentorship, networking—that you would have loved in your uh, early, uh, uh, you know, maybe even struggling days of your startups, your own startups. Uh, maybe if you can give us a couple of examples from your own entrepreneurial journey. I mean, you started ACA, I think, back in 2004. Uh, so maybe you know, talk about a couple of those times when you thought things were hard. Maybe you didn't have a clue if you were going to succeed at your venture, and how that will inform what you want to do today Together?
1: Yeah, sure, Hari. See, I think if you look at it you know, uh, as a nation, we are we are learning, right? There are templates which are now, which we are forming for for a company to scale faster. So what we're all trying uh, is basically if Aka has taken 17 years to reach where it is and Freshworks has taken 10, 11 years to reach a different scale, uh, can the next company come in and, and, and reach a similar or larger scale in five to seven years time, right? So, so that's the context. So when I started in 2004, my own example, I came from the world of uh, commodity trading. I had no idea of software. I came to Bangalore. Bangalore was in real, real infancy of product ecosystem back then. There was no cloud, of course. It's all lessons based software back then. And, uh, and I could not get any help, you know, so I had to learn everything from scratch on how to build the product at that time, even to attract talent to work for a product community was a big challenge. So that's where the journey was. So what happens in the process is you end up doing a lot of uh, mistakes. You learn and relearn, and then that's how you build your company brick by brick, right? Uh, and uh, as we started rolling from 2004 onwards, to 2010, when the advent of cloud really started happening from from Chennai and from Bangalore, uh, you know, and then by 2014-15, we were seeing some cloud companies coming out. But still, if you remember way back in 2015, to create a world-class product from India was a big challenge. I think that challenge got, you know, we did a lot of playbooks, we did a lot of boot camps with entrepreneurs. Uh, we really, you know, so-called collected the industry template and how to create a good product. And I think today we have already achieved that by 2017, 18. I think we were there. Then the second narration, which we were always struggling with was how to do a go-to market, right? So for my journey itself, you know, Aka is focused on large enterprise markets globally. Uh, and it was very, very hard to hurry. If I, if I tell you honestly, you know, was a fortune 500 company which i flew especially to meet and they would say we won't do business with indian company especially as a product software company because we don't know whether you have the ethos to continue to invest in r d how can i trust you with the mission critical application so those were the early days which we had to uh, which we had to really you know break through so i'm glad that you know that has all happened now and that what we have done is therefore all that learning that Gresh and I have over the last uh, two decades, so to speak, or a decade of cloud, uh, we have brought into a you know, concise way of giving that input to the companies and entrepreneurs and at least share our learnings so that when you start your company, you're able to scale it faster.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I want to come back to this point about uh, the product ethos a little down the line in the podcast. I think pretty critical for folks to understand that. Uh, but tell us uh, about the immediate news. I mean, what will be the together model like?
1: So what what we're looking at is to find you know the real Olympic champions. So we're looking at teams who want who are purpose driven, who want to build large, scalable, global businesses uh, from India. The founders could be anywhere. When I say from India, mostly we tend to relate with Indian founders. Some of the founders could be in Valley, some could be in UK, Singapore, or, or majority of them based out of India. So the model of uh of together is to find this team uh teams uh, we'll invest about uh, 20 25 companies uh check size anywhere between 250k to 3 million dollars and then we're going to work with these companies you know on a regular basis to you know brainstorm uh, their journey whatever they want the guidances from uh and in addition to that Grish and i realized that uh, that we are not uh, alone in this journey we alone cannot provide all the help so therefore we have uh mm-hmm. A network of 150 founders, and also executives like CMO of Pupa, CRO of CrowdStrike, and many such people from the Valley also, who are part of the network, who are there to provide the help to the companies.
0: Hmm. And so uh, this will function like a, a regular venture capital firm, right? And there will be you know things like uh, uh, shareholder agreements and the like, all those things will be more like a VC firm.
1: Yeah. If you look at it as a, as a founding partners between, you know, um, Grishai, Shubham and Avinash, you know, it is, it is working like a proper partnership firm. So it has all the, uh, all the investing uh, experience as well that Shubham brings on board. And uh, that's how it is structured therefore, which has the term sheet shareholder agreement and everything because we have raised money from LPs, right? So we are, um, we are uh, uh, focused on giving the returns to them as well.
0: Hmm. And you said about 25 companies you'd like to identify initially and uh, invest up to $3 million to start with in each of them. So is that the kind of uh, corpus that you're working with now? 75, $85 million? Yeah,
1: $85 million is a, is a fund size. Uh, the check size can range anywhere from $250,000 to 3000000 million. Pre-seed to seed to pre cdsa and A maximum.
0: What are the most important criteria that a founder and a startup must meet uh, to be funded and backed by together.
1: Yeah, I think the, the most important criteria we're looking for is the team. Um, I think especially at a seed stage and pre-seed stage, uh, the team is the most important component for us. Uh, and when I say team, we are looking for for second time founders, we're looking for people who are coming for uh, from college or people who are doing the first time, all kinds of uh, founders and teams. Who are who are very focused on creating a world-class company from India. Who are mission-driven. So those are the people we're looking looking for. Um, you know, some of the some of the you know, while we have announced uh, the fund officially just very recently, but we have been looking at the companies in digital healthcare, uh, in CFO's office, DevTool uh, is is very big market in India now. Uh, we're looking at uh, HR tech um, and many other areas of uh, of
0: software. Mm-hmm. Have you already started getting applications?
1: Yeah, so far in the last three months, I would say we have received almost about 200 odd applications.
0: Ah, okay, so you've announced it recently, but within the industry folks knew that you were doing this, is it? Yeah, people get to know you you know as should be a very
1: founder friendly. So so that's what, that's what I said at the start. It has been a natural progression for for us and uh, we have always been in touch with the market at any given point in time. Uh, so with this fund, Grisha and I won't do any angel investments on our own. So all investment will be rooted through this fund only. Uh, so that's the reason we have been in touch with the founders as we would have been otherwise as well. And they they knew in pockets that you know this fund is going to come together. And, uh, and a lot of entrepreneurs have has been engaging with us.
0: Mm. Have you already identified any early candidates that you're close to signing uh, agreements with or that you've signed with?
1: yes i think we will we we'll soon make an announcement we are close to uh, making a few investments in the next few weeks i would say mm. and uh, we will be making those announcements
0: mm. and uh, in terms of uh, you know mentoring them and so on uh, what is the model that you will follow i mean will this be uh, more informal as and in when uh, you identify areas where you uh, you know want to work with the founders or will there be a more formal structure going along you know like you know, i don't know y combinator or like hundred VC does, for example, what will the what will that be like?
1: I think it's early to to define a structure, I said, But I but I'm happy to share our experience over the last five years, uh, which is what we have been working. So typically, what we have seen is that you know we let founders decide first of all what is the best help they need and what is the help what help they need. In terms of structure, what has really worked is that if every month there is X number of hours that is set aside for a particular company. And in those hours, we kind of share our experiences. Companies share their updates, and then we talk about you know how to hire, uh, you know, hire your team. Uh, should you hire a salesperson in the U.S.? Should you move to the U.S. or not? So those are the critical questions. Typically, we get. So that's how it would be structured. Uh, it will be a structured program that we will, you know, at least from our side, there will be a touch point available to the portfolio companies for every month. It's up to them for how they want to utilize it.
0: Hmm. So I want to get back to uh, the point you made about uh, the product ethos. I mean, certainly today, and in in India, in the cloud software world, certainly it looks like the time has arrived for India uh, to build for products. Uh, explain the product mentality to us. And why you think uh, India today is giving rise to entrepreneurs who want to build products? Yeah, I think we
1: have we have learned over the last decade, Hari. I think I think all the work that we did at SASBumi. Uh, has actually now paying off because a lot of templates, uh, templates, and early playbooks is what pe- people learn from. And today, I can say, you know, or proudly say that you know teams are able to create, uh, you know, repeatable uh, products that are consumed repeatedly by the customers, uh, and they are standing the test of the time and are able to compete in the in a global marketplace. I think where we have historically underinvested is the go-to market. Even in the McKinsey report uh, that we have come out with. Uh, what we have found out is that Indian companies are about fifty percent less invested in go-to-market as compared compared to the global counterparts. Mm. So I think the the next uh, wave of companies, and we are seeing that now in the early stages, people are raising more capital and therefore are investing in go-to-market alongside the product. So I think that is the next uh, area for us to win as a as a country, where you know companies are not able not only able to create good products but also able to create those uh, you know uh unmatchable revenue engine which can help them scale uh as the opportunity you know unfolds in the market
0: mm. explain this uh, a little bit more with a couple of uh, specific uh, points maybe in the sense yeah. that what they what do companies in the valley for example what do they do that indian software product companies uh, typically don't do
1: yeah so i'll explain to you see see if you look at it um, uh, let's say we are creating a product for a cfo office right uh, as simple as reconciliation is a problem, or we creating a CRM software, which is an easily understandable field in, in, in our country. Um, so today what happens is if you look at the founding teams, uh, two college friends or a few people from workplace, which are primarily truck, uh, uh, tech or a little bit of product oriented, they they come together and start creating the product, right? So the product iteration happens at a fairly good pace, I would say, they're able to come out with a product or the first version of the product in six months to 12 months time. But what we do lack is we do not have talent who understands the market, who understands how to sell to those markets, how to how to create the you know whole you know playbook for positioning for the companies in those market. So typically that point where they're able to get to talent of uh, product marketing, uh, inside sales, sales, whatever is required for that particular company uh, comes at a stage almost I would say 12 to 18 months down the line. But if you keep, take the company in, in a valley. There you would see that there'll be a very good mix of the co-founding team. There will be a founder or there the chances are there is a tech founder and there's also somebody on the team who understands the sales and, and marketing really well. And that brings in the ethos of sales and marketing at the time when they're founding. And, and you know, then they start obviously recruiting and hiring accordingly, and therefore go to market is also a parallel threat. Having said that, having said that, I think pandemic has given a very good opportunity for India. In the past, one big barrier for India was also that founder will have to shift to the U.S., right? If you look at so many companies where founders have shifted to the U.S. after, I would say, two to four, to after six years. So that they can be in the market and therefore they can create a sales team um, and, and get to the, that, you know, 10 million plus ARR and then go to 50 plus or 100 million million dollar ARR. Now with pandemic, what we have seen is that the customers have become far more open to buying products online both SME and large enterprises. So which means India has unique advantage to leverage this global, you know, digital GTM, which means a lot of sales process work and the marketing work can happen sitting in India remotely. And therefore, we will be able to, you know, create that engine faster because then we can recruit locally, you know, we can get the teams together and, and get going. As, you know, as against, Somebody first, one of the founders moved to the US, then they're trying to find the network there, and they're trying to recruit somebody there, which is a much more long run process. So basically, in a nutshell, it is that you know talent building over a period of time, which we'll have to do to crack this global go-to uh, market.
0: Hmm. I mean, certainly companies like uh, Acre and Freshworks and uh, iCertus and others, you're all examples of uh, fairly successful Indian software companies that have become big uh, uh, you know, by going to the advanced economies as your big markets. Uh, do you see uh, software products in general, uh, India India producing global giants in software products in the coming years, uh, maybe eventually even in the consumer space? Most likely,
1: most likely it will happen. See, I think uh, one of the very big part Harry, is that amount of money available at, at the seed stage, right? So it's amount of risk that you're taking. So let's say companies enter into a very, very hot area of uh, equivalent of CRM of tomorrow or or you know dev tool area. And if, if the area is really right and if the company has good capital or risk capital to deploy at an early stage, they can take risk of building a great team at a very early stage. And that was what makes a lot of difference. That's where we're talking about investing in go to market early on. So let's say if you raise, if your seed stage, if I go back 10 years, Typically, we'll see seed will be 100K, 250K at maximum, maybe half a million dollars, right? And some really good teams will touch million dollars in seed. But what we are seeing now is that the really good teams can raise $2 million to $3 million even at seed stage. So that makes a lot of difference because then I have uh, money to deploy on uh, uh, on the product and I have the money to deploy on my building, my go-to-market in parallel. So therefore, I think the definitely, and that's happening right now, uh, also they are second time founders who are coming uh, and jumping and and building these companies so we'll definitely create uh, global giants i would say in the i'm very hopeful i would say in the in the near future
0: we'll uh, together go beyond uh, cloud software and saas and look at uh, deep tech products i mean as you know and you may have already invested in some of these companies in your personal capacity as an angel investor today there are indian entrepreneurs working in uh, semiconductors, computer vision, satellites, rockets, and uh, you know, other hardware led uh, high-tech startups uh, would would together be interested in such uh, companies as well.
1: Yes, see uh, naturally Grish and I come from SAS backgrounds. obviously our a lot of entrepreneurs interact with us are from SAS. but as, as, uh, as together fund, we are not just SAS focused, right We are going to, as I said, going to look for Olympic teams, you know 25 such teams. And therefore, we also are looking for founders, exceptional founders who are trying to build a fintech, edtech, uh, or, you know, computer vision-driven companies, you know, whatever comes next.
0: A couple of last questions. Uh, Do you have a rough timeline uh, to invest this $85 million? And uh, what after that? So typically, uh,
1: what happens in a fund is that you tend to deploy capital over two to three years' time, uh, typically, and then, you know, uh, rest of the fund you just help your portfolio companies scale their businesses. Uh, so we we not only invest in the seed uh, seed capital a seed round, but we also you know keep enough money to follow on if the company requires to scale further hmm.
0: And uh, that part of it will also work like a conventional VC firm is it? I mean once you've invested it over the say next two two and a half years then you'll go back and raise more money.
1: It's too early to say, you know, we are, uh, uh, we don't know what will happen after two and a half years. Right now, we're very focused on, you know, finding those 25 uh, Olympic champions, so to speak.
0: Okay, excellent. Uh, very interesting uh, conversation, Manav. Thank you for making time for this. And we hope to keep the conversation going.
1: Thanks, Sareen. Thank you very much.
0: That was Manav Garg. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts on ForbesIndia.com and your favorite podcast apps. I am Hari Arkali, thank you for tuning in.